Welcome to Mayo Clinic Q&A. I'm Dr. Helena Gazelka. With many schools choosing distance learning over in-classroom style to keep students at home and safe from coronavirus, the idea of screen time has taken on a whole new meaning. As schools and teachers try to figure out how best to use virtual classrooms with Zoom or Google, parents and families also have to navigate how much screen time to allow during the pandemic. I am sure this is a really difficult area to navigate, and I'm very happy to have with us today Dr. Tina Arden, a family practice physician uh, at Mayo Clinic, to discuss this topic. Welcome, Tina. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here today. This has been of interest to me. I have a five-year-old grandson who is uh, in kindergarten this year, and I feel like it's hard enough to keep him away from um, his iPad, et cetera, at baseline. So what a challenge it is for parents now. It certainly is. And of course, we could not have predicted we were going to be in this situation, but here we are. Um, and so, um, you know, life is full of changes. And I think that's one of the skills that as parents and caregivers that we want to teach our children is how to adapt to change when it does come up. Well, it's obvious because of the way that school is being conducted that kids do have to have a connection to devices um, now, and that schools are even are requiring a certain amount of them. Do you think that the requirements that you have noted and seen are reasonable? I think they're probably for the most part reasonable, reasonable given the circumstances that we're in. Now, of course, depending on the age of the child, there are some considerations. Um, you know, our younger children are just not meant or built to be staring at a screen for six, seven hours a day. So the schools and programs that I think are doing a better job of recognizing that are making sure they have time built in for breaks, for lunch, for activities away from the computer to get those wiggles out, so to speak, so those kids can still you know, stay focused and learn as best as they can during these, these circumstances. You know, our older children, our teenagers, they're, they're good at this stuff. They kind of know what they're doing. But that being said, too, we still want to make sure that we're um, following safe guidelines for how much to be using the computer um, and still building in those times for breaks for our eyes to take a break from the computer and to get some physical activity during the day as well. I've spoken to a lot of uh, parents that I work with, and they've told me that it's, it's a bit frustrating having the kids at home to do um, schoolwork because they don't always know how best to help. And I'm wondering, do you have advice for how parents can help with this transition from classrooms to virtual learning? And I'm going to guess it has to do with the age group again, probably. Exactly, yes. So I think it, again, depends on the child as well, not just the age, but some of even our younger kiddos, they seem to understand the technology better than I do and some of my patients do. Um, so I think this is a, you know, I'm, I'm a half glass full kind of person. And through this pandemic, trying to look for those opportunities for our families to find some of the positives and what we're going through. And so this is a great chance to, um, you know, communicate with our children and problem solve together and model those behaviors. So if as challenges come up, you know, work on that together, figure out what that is. If that's mom needing to learn how to, you know, save a document because she's never done that before, that's a great chance to work together on that project. Um, and then again, modeling those problem solving skills that frustrations do come up and this is a chance to work on that together. I had to chuckle when you said that the kids often know how to use devices better than we do. Uh, when my grandson, before he was two, he knew how to swipe through the phone and to hold it up and make my face uh, open it for him. So <laughs> they do learn a lot. Um, Tina, when I was young, I remember all the time hearing, sit back from the television or you're going to get nearsighted. And uh, I am nearsighted. I doubt it's from the television. But um, is there concern about eye strain with using devices and um, do those blue glasses that they advertise help? 
Yeah, the idea of blue light glasses isn't actually new. Um, I think it's just getting a lot more attention now that all of us are at home doing virtual school, working from home. So this is a topic that comes up not just for our kids, but for our adult patients as well. Um, but they probably really don't help us all that much. There are other things that we can do that are better for our eyes and for our health than the blue light glasses. And the reason why I think that topic comes up is that we're trying to prevent eye strain or keep our eyes healthy. Um, and there are other ways that we can do that that are much more effective, um, making sure that we aren't too close to the screen. So um, the recommendations are to consider being at least um, an arm's length away or about 25 inches away from your screen. That's an appropriate distance. And then it's really about taking breaks. Our eyes were not built to stare at a computer or a phone or an iPad for hours upon hours a day. Um, so there's the 20-20-20 rule. So for every 20 minutes that you're staring at a screen or doing computer work or on your phone, um, take 20 seconds at least to look away from that at an object 20 feet away from you. If that's too hard to remember, I, you know, I usually just say, just do something else, you know, get up from your computer, walk and use the bathroom, go get a glass of water, um, you know, take a break outside and get back to your desk and, and your computer and start doing your schoolwork. That's great. I, I like that advice. It's also refreshing to get up and, and do something else for a moment. So that's great. I'm sure that you are hearing from parents as well that it uh, can be frustrating to be trying to work from home and actually uh, accomplish what you need to for uh, your career while also um, having children who are trying to, uh, who are very young and aren't in school or who are doing distance learning. What advice would you give parents who are working from home with, with children in the home with them? So I can speak to this just a little bit. At the beginning of the pandemic, um, we were doing some virtual visits for our patients in the home setting until we could figure out how to safely see patients in the office and keep ourselves safe and our patients safe. Um, I have three children, um, two girls that are seven and four and a little boy who's almost two. So the thought of trying to do work from home actually terrified me <laughs> at the beginning. Um, but I found that the ways to make that uh, more successful were to make sure that my workspace is really you know, set up for success. So in a, in a quiet, uh, well-lighted space in the house, making sure I had all my materials around me, making sure that my children understood what the, the rules were when mommy was working. And I think too, to take breaks to be able to to, um, leave the room and spend time with them for lunch, so to speak, so that they wouldn't feel as upset that mommy's home, but not spending time with me, right? Um, and so similar concepts can work for families that are doing virtual school from home and doing work from home is to make sure everyone's got their workspaces appropriate. And then talk about as a family the time that you can spend together throughout the day to have a break from that as well. Those are great pointers. What uh, recommendations do you have or what concerns do you hear from people, from kids and from parents about screen time uh, during all this virtual learning? You know, before COVID, we were really focused on what appropriate screen time recommendations were for, you know, our children of different ages, our younger children, two, two years and younger, um, our, our younger children and, and younger teenagers, and then our older teenagers. And of course, everything just kind of got thrown to the wind, particularly because we were trying to be safe. You know, we wanted people to stay at home more. Um, and even if we try to get our patients outside to do things in a safer manner, we're now into winter, where that may not be an option for a lot of families to spend time outside. Um, so I think this is a, a space for us to have some grace for ourselves, but there are certainly opportunities to um, have what we call quality over quantity, right? We use that expression for lots of things. So if we're stuck to having to do computer work for school and for um, 
um, for our work at home, um, look for those opportunities to be away from the computer. So again, having lunch together as a family if you're home, um, spending some, a quick break outside, even if it's just to get some fresh air. Um, if you are doing screen time away from school, what does that look like? So some of our favorite activities at home for my kids are to do dance videos or interactive videos. So, you know, we're still using the TV to do that, but we're getting up, we're doing it together, we're getting some physical activity, um, maybe making things like movie night a family activity. So we kind of build that up throughout the week. What are we going to watch? What are we going to have for a snack? Um, so that it feels um, more connected and, and feels more fruitful than just sitting in front of the TV. I like those ideas, especially the activity, because the next question that I was going to ask you seemed a natural one. If kids are virtually learning, do they still get to use their the screen time that they would have had for their other activities, such as gaming, et cetera, and how do you regulate that? I think it's hard to say no, again, particularly because we're trying to keep our families and our kids safe. So to say maybe you can't go to that, that large family gathering or that big party, you have to stay at home and not still give our kids things to do that they enjoy, that's a hard discussion to have. So, um, you know, try to have some ground rules in terms of how much time to be spending on the different devices. Um, again, really being intentional about time away from your screen. So um, one tip that's thrown out there is have at least one screen-free meal together as a family. So that's just one, right? We don't have to make all of them like that, but if you can commit to one, that's a great place to start. Um, and then as parents and as caregivers, just being mindful of what those activities are, maybe simply being on social media for a couple hours a day isn't a great place to spend your time. Are there um, instructional types of um, videos or activities that someone can do? Um, you know, I like to, of course, share tips that I get from my patients. So they've shared with me, um, you know, crafting videos that their kids will get into and they'll do together, learning how to draw something. That's, you know, that's a fun activity that the kids can get into. So again, quality over quantity, looking for those little opportunities to make that um, a better experience. You just uh, mentioned a little bit earlier that we are moving into winter uh, here in the Midwest, certainly, which is going to make uh, this even a little more arduous, probably, because of the lack of ability to get outside as much. What other advice do you have for parents and uh, for kids who are facing kind of a difficult school year? You know, communication is um, one of the foundations for um, strong relationships. So as we move forward with this pandemic, as we've been in, for, in it for several months now, and we still have some way to go, um, just really talking about what that experience is like as a family um, so that you know what your challenges are. And then again, you can look for some opportunities that might be um, more fruitful and happier for your, for your um, kiddos and for the caregivers in the home. But, you know, openly communicating, that's one of the biggest things to keep in mind. Our, our job as parents and caregivers is not to protect that everything is fine and that we don't get frustrated and we aren't upset and we aren't worried about what's going on. It's, it's how to deal with those feelings and how to cope with that. Um, and so making sure we are open, you know, have a safe place for our kids to be able to speak to us at home. That's wonderful. Those are great tips. Thank you for being here today, Dr. Arden. Thank you. We are so appreciative today of Dr. Tina Arden, primary care physician at Mayo Clinic, being with us today to discuss how to manage kids and screen time. Uh, during COVID-19. I have gotten some good ideas myself, and I hope that you have learned something too. We wish you a wonderful day. Mayo Clinic Q&A is a production of the Mayo Clinic News Network and is available wherever you get and subscribe to your favorite podcasts. To see a list of all Mayo Clinic podcasts, visit newsnetwork.mayoclinic.org. Then click on podcasts. Thanks for listening and be well.